The Network That Never Was. Chapter 27. Exit Interview. I ignored the first three calls, but answered a text from Dieter. Please call. He sounded like hell. I didn't answer his first ten statements. You kind of left us in the lurch, kid. It was mutual. Hello? Leo? It's your turn to talk. Justine would like you to come by for an exit interview. On whose gas money? Please, Leo, uh, I'll open the store for a while. You can have gas money from that. Just don't tell Justine. Fine, I'll see you in two hours. That drove a spike right in my day. Ah, well, here is the end. Dieter was pleasant to me. The missus must have been kicking him around something fierce. I had to remind him of the gas money. There are two fives and five ones in the till. That's all we have. Nobody's come in today. I settled for ten and walked down the main aisle of the antique store for the last time. I squeezed my keys tightly in case Justine planned a homicidal charge through the back curtain. Instead, she glistened menacingly from her computer chair. Come in, Leo. Justine wouldn't stop glaring at me. I thought of Chinese dragons. My usual computer chair was tucked in under a desk. Pull up a seat and sit down. In that order. Her hackles were up and I'd never heard her sound angrier. I hope I am to understand that you're truly moving along. That you're not happy with us. My eyes lit up in agreement and she saw. Her expression further rotted. That this career path is not suited to your coding ability. And apparently we're just not good enough for you. Your words, drama queen. I waited for her to throw out more rope. No dice. I have to agree with that plan of action. I don't know what's happened with you these past few months, Leo. But you've increasingly demonstrated an inability to listen. Or an unwillingness. Or both. Embarrassment burned. Despite my contempt for her, she was right. I loathed her so much I couldn't even respect her, and that filtered into my work. But my face drained as I thought back about her arrogance. There were at least two villains in this room. So where do we go from here? I didn't care where she went, and chose not to tell her my destination. Leo! Her voice rankled to match her face. Well then, I'll tell you. We're going to go through a final reckoning, and then you're going to be on your way. Whether to settle up or not, we'll see. Catch me if you can, Chowder Clown. I may have hated you, but I did my work when you weren't paying with goose eggs. First things first. I know you said you spent time back here on the e-books. I crossed my arms, pretending she had more to say. Well, she barked. Leo 1, Justine 0. I walked over to the computer. May I? You better! Spit flew through the sunlight. My blanket was gone off the window. Apparently the president was coming soon to see the junker behind it, along with the rapidly crumbling Wowzers empire. I, I really can't see the screen so well. Uh, could I put that blanket back up? Justine turned purple with rage. 
Obscenities dribbled down her lips. You do it. I've had enough of your special accommodations. I fumbled an extra time to annoy her. Here's the first eat. Where's the second? I don't see it. Oh, I know I had it on here somewhere. I mumbled half sentences to further annoy her. Uh, of course, it was in this chump's folder. She hoisted her weight up in the chair and stared at me like a half-drowned cat. And what, pray tell? Does that represent and why didn't you simply make a folder called Simpletons on Star Island? It was an acronym to avoid long file names, of course. Computer highlights, unfinished media projects, Star Island. Okay, <laughs> chumpsy. In the next minute of crippling silence, the temperature went up another five degrees in the office. Again with a wordplay. Do you have any idea what it costs to bring you aboard and pay you to do nothing? It was now or never. I blurted it out. More than you could afford going by the skipped paychecks. She let out a stunned squawk, but I pressed the opening. If I did nothing, why are you making sure I did it? Justine gritted her teeth. Leo, James, Heinrich, as long as you're here on this property, you will not talk back to me. My eyebrows were still free to do as they please, and one arched pleasantly. Justine drew a hammy hand across her face. I'm done, she wailed into her hand. I can't even talk to you person to person. Her hysteria dropped under the radar again, and she lifted her head back to tyrant Justine. What else did I pay you to do? The website lists. I didn't feel like volunteering the pictures. If she had no clue about her main projects the last eight months, she could do memory exercises instead of bothering me to tell her what I did. She found them five folders and three directories away. And I bet you didn't even photograph all these pictures! Justine stabbed. I photographed them all, I said tonelessly. And they're all worthless. All 800 pictures because you didn't even have the brain cells to keep them the same dimensions for web viewing. She pawed through the files like a bear through garbage. No grade A salmon in that steaming pile of single megapixel misery. 400 websites aren't covered! You decided to put them off until later. I kept the triumph in my voice low but undeniable. And another thing. This computer has never, and I mean never, run more slowly. That's because you have 1,500 more files on it, and I did caution you about using long file names, and you had a window of four months with expired security. I tried to sound reverent and grave, but inside I was laughing. And then there was the failed flyer printing where we had to pay 275 you didn't pay me 250 for that week, and you've got a brand new printer with ink for free. I also typed out those two horrid books so you can sell them. That puts you slightly ahead. She took a minute to stew in her office chair. That being said, we need to make a transition. The transition's done. I took everything out of here, and if you use my social security information, I will bust you for writing everything off as a business expense. Okay. I hope you realize what you've done to risk Dieter's health. Not as much as a 64 Mustang on credit, you fat goober. Do you know what he did when you left? 
he cried, cried. Do you know what I'm going to do if he dies, Leo? Do you, Leo? If you're going to do something, you'd better do it now because you've got one second before I grab that paperweight behind you and call it self-defense. Her chins waggled. I'm gonna be very upset. A miracle happened. She broke down and began to blubber in great cries of self-pity. Inside, I was rolling on the ground, but after 45 seconds, I put my big hand on her lime-fevered back rolls and rubbed for about five seconds. It was the most disgusting five seconds of my life, far beyond anything bad sex could provide. She collected herself as if nothing had happened. The Empire will continue to be built without you. It must. Her eyes shone. Nancy from the parcel room will assume your duties, and we still have Madame Z ready to take to the airwaves at a moment's notice. Both names were new to me. She softened, as if that were possible. I'm sorry it didn't work out, Leo. You have a great biological misfortune to contend with. I only hope that time will erase the mistakes of an era, and that you can overcome the effects of the vaccine. Dieter and I wish you well. I shook her clammy hand, tamping down violent thoughts. Come on, kid. You're almost free of this lunatic. Shake her flabby hand and go. Leo? Justine called from the office. Yeah? Please exit this way. I don't want anything stolen. Like I needed the hottest contemporary fiction of 1975. Whatever sinks your submarine, see it, toots. She slammed the door behind me. My hide smarted from her Ivy League abrasion, but I pushed her out of my mind. I took my first breath of free air and walked along the lawn I cut last week. I divorce you. I divorce you. I divorce you. No slashed tires, no sniper bullets in my windshield. Looks like Dieter wasn't up to his threats. I got into my car, my sweet, paid for, your threats can't hurt me or my car. Left the dirt driveway one last time. I was headed back to civilization, away from the sleepy town, where a 400-year-old piece of paper kept everyone snooty and paralyzed. I took roads leading to the hustle and bustle of Exeter. Finally, community. Finally, sanity. <laughs>